Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. Oh, hi, Scott here. Just coming in hot with a disclaimer off the bat. Um, I have a squeaky chair, and I hear it sometimes in episodes, but I really hear it in this one for some reason. So, sorry there's a lot of chair squeaking. It's annoying to me. I'm going to use a different chair in the future. Thank you. Please enjoy the episode anyway. I'm sorry. The fearless explorers from Disney's hit animated movie, Atlantis the Lost Empire, are back. During his initial expedition, Milo Thatch and company located the famous underwater city and saved the mysterious kingdom and all its people. Now, Milo, Kida, and their team gear up for three all-new adventures. The team must leave Atlantis when trouble surfaces above water and they discover mystifying powers at work. From the dusty deserts of the southwest to the icy heights of the Nordic mountains, the team's newest quest sets them against gigantic sea monsters, spectacular spirits, and powerful legends. In the midst of their excursion, Kida discovers the awesome power of her city's enchanted crystal and ultimately must decide whether it is wiser to hide the heart of Atlantis or share its light with the rest of the world. Climb aboard and get ready to experience a world of heartwarming fun for the entire family, says Sandy Newton of CBS. This week on the Made for TV podcast, Atlantis, colon, Milo's Return. presentation we're gonna head down to atlantis with the crew and then we'll raise it higher to the surface nice yeah thank you there's no songs for atlantis (laughs) what do you do there's how do you even how do you do our stupid bit of songs at the beginning well we uh, we we're trying to pawn it off on each other right before this started yeah, we were like yeah. uh, you do the cold open no you do the cold open yeah <laughs> eventually you pulled out the gun that i left at your house from our last record yes. and you said i had to do it so that's what i had mm-hmm. that's all that's all i had <clears throat> well for yeah uh, uh uh fuck this movie hey kyle what's our <laughs> podcast what did you say i was laughing I said, what's our podcast, Kyle? What is this podcast? Welcome, everybody, to the Made for TV podcast, the show dedicated to celebrating and exploring the unique world of movies, movies made for exclusively for the small screen. My name's Kyle. My name is Scott, and this is our series on straight-to-video Disney animated sequels, if you can call them movies <laughs> in this case. This one it's blindsided us. Nemesis. This one blindsided us. Me, it blinds at me at least. I think I had an inkling, but I didn't want to believe it. You know, I I think that I had read something before saying this was one of our failed TV shows, but I was like, it can't be. There can't be that many, right? How many (laughs) TV shows did they try and fail to make? It's insane to me. For Milo's return, it just seems like it's an actual like sequel. You know, it's like it's got like a what sequel name fuck? to it. What does that subtitle even mean? No, it, it means well, <laughs> it means that he's returning <laughs> to the surface, right? I know. What a lame thing! Like, who is ever like, oh sweet, I hope Milo goes leaves Atlantis. Yes. <laughs> what? It's <laughs> terrible. Fuck? Yes, our long-term listeners know this that we have had done a lot of these sequels and 
there's just a lot that are a conglomeration of episodes from failed TV shows that either aired or did not air. And this one did not air. It did not because the movie was not, the first one wasn't really enough of a hit to warrant yeah. a TV show or a follow-up mm-hmm. movie. Really, They did have a plan for one, which has an awesome name, a sequel originally planned called Shards of Chaos. Which yeah, sounds sick. I read that too. Oh, I'd watch. Sounds sick as hell. Dude. Shards of <laughs> chaos. It's like it's like Infinity Stones or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Be sweet. Well, uh, but before we dive in to the movies and be focused, Kyle, as is our nature, we have to first we got to ease into it, like like me easing into the pool when the water's just a little bit too cold. Well, with the cold we opens, ease in. you know. Uh, I get it. I see. We start with the cold open, so you know we gotta ease it. (laughs) This is terrible. This podcast sucks. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) How are you, Kyle? How's it going? It's pretty good. It's good. Yeah, I'm still on vacation. Life is great. Uh, We we both um, got into real. We wanted to really get into character for this one this week. Hell yeah, Yeah. we did. We found a lost journal of our own. We did. We uh, it was. We, what'd we do? What'd we do? We went to an escape room. Woo! Yeah. And we did, in fact, not escape. We're recording from that room. <laughs> uh, they locked the doors. <laughs> Let us out. It was really serious. The waiver was really intense. Yeah. Was, uh, listen, I had to sign over Dot's life rights in case I can never get free. They raise her now. I brought my podcasting stuff <laughs> just in case. Well, yeah, we wanted to be safe. That was what was most important, is we didn't miss anything in the podcast upload schedule. Yeah. It's really awkward um, right forgot now. Forgot to for... bring food, though. What? Yeah, food? Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that's, a, that's a bummer. But I'm going to be honest, Kyle, I was looking at you earlier, and you turned into a giant cartoon turkey leg. <laughs> you know? I, I'm thinking about taking a bite out of you. Yeah. You, I saw you licking your chops. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, really um, awkward for our family members, you know, Carrie and, and Celia and Brooke and Tyler. They're all in Celia, the room. Celia, don't breathe so they're loud. They're in the room yeah, with us. It's a very breathe. small room. And they're just sitting there being Guys, quiet. do you want to talk on the pod? Do you want to talk on the show? No, they're nodding no. They don't want to be, uh, yeah. they don't want to be on. <laughs> they're respecting the sanctity of the Thanks, podcast. Guys. Thanks, Yeah, it was really cool. It's, a call. it's okay. Well, yeah, we'll talk later. We'll talk later. Uh, but the escape room was themed Atlantis. But not really. It was the Lost City. Really. It was like a... It was Lost City. It was a little junglier than Atlantis, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. It felt like uh, that, The Rock's got that new movie coming out, right? The Disney Jungle Cruise yes. movie. Yeah. I feel like it was very in line with that vibe. Was it because of my muscular physique in there? Me looking like The Rock? You just thought? Yes. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Kyle. That's <laughs> what it was. I was, oh my gosh. Kyle. Kyle looks, <laughs> looks like he's... Looks like he's less in shape than normal, honestly, because normally you're more in shape than The Rock. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but you, I see you've been taking it easy while on vacation. Let it slip a little bit, so you're down to Dwayne The Rock Johnson levels of physique. Yes. It was fun, the escape Yeah, it was room, fun. Kyle. We finished the top five times out of 100. We did. And we had a major, it's not, what's the opposite of a boon? We didn't. A disadvantage. disadvantage. <laughs> There's got to be a cool name <laughs> for the opposite of a boon, though. Like a uh, curse. We had a curse um, on us. A major curse. What? what? 
what what would it be? I feel like there's got to you're right. There's got to be something. Video games, negative modifiers. What's a good word for a, a detriment? Yeah. I don't know, something like Ugh. that. Too many syllables. That's all I got. Boone. Too many syllables. Boone is noob. We had a noob. We had a noob. Yes. They're supposed we to had be. a noob, yeah. and his name was Tyler. <laughs> Get burnt, Tyler. Yes, that was what He's I was never going to listen to this in a million this years. Is Tyler. <laughs> Tyler. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, we were supposed to no, have they, a uh, whiteboard that we were able to write down the mini codes we had to do, but there were, we had the whiteboard, but we did not have the marker to go with it. So. They gave us no marker, so we had to do it all with the power of the human memory. Which is, yeah. And it was pretty easy. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> really I mean, we got fifth, so how hard could it have been, really? We had, like, 22 minutes left on the clock out of the hour, so. Yep. No biggie. No biggie. But if anyone out there is recruiting for your escape room teams, we're pretty good. That was probably my high of the week. Yeah, and then I saw you yesterday, right? So we really and that was my saw each other too much. <laughs> was that an intentional... Yes. Was- Francis Milo. Yes, Alright, good. I'm just good. I'm glad. Pun right. intended. I'll allow it. Boom. Only for that pun. Pun intended. Uh, <laughs> can we get a can we get a sound bite that's like pun intended? No, you, you can't get that sound bite. I'm not going to fucking Let's do change it. the court instead of let's overproduce our podcast from now on with tons of sound Perfect. effects. I like this idea as the person who has to put them in. Like, uh, yeah, yeah it's nice because I don't have to do it, but it's it just be yeah. more a little bit more work for you. It's fine. A little, yeah, just a little bit more work. Actually, I was at the library um, here, and they had like in the music CDs. They also had a section of CDs that was just sound effects CDs. Oh. I can't imagine going to edit something and like not just googling a sound effect <laughs> but rather going to the library and sorting through CDs to try to find the exact sound effect that you're looking for on those but i bet there's some real gold yeah. on those CDs you, yeah i would it, like cuz you could borrow them right and burn them and then put all the tracks mm-hmm. and title them it would take a lot of work but i, I would used to, there's like hundreds like i of have them, that in my so. itunes from garage band that have either auto loaded in or it's ones that have like edited like like the the driving soundtrack that you know i love to drive to that's just someone mm-hmm. saying driving driving driving, driving over driving, and over again driving, and driving. i looped that for an hour that's in my itunes but yeah, it, it could be really useful to just get a huge bank yourself. But then a lot of times with sound effects, you're like, oh, it's not perfect, you know? Yes, that and is And so you have to, problem. like, keep searching. And so... I'm thinking instead I'm just going to hire a Foley artist for uh, our podcast whose entire job is to make me the sound effects that I want. And, perfect. You know, yeah, we'll pay them thousands of dollars a year to just produce any random sound effects we need so get to work pun intended sound effect guy okay just tell him he can get 100 percent of our profits for the next year perfect yeah he's gonna be disappointed he's gonna be very disappointed Uh, (laughs) he's gonna owe money we have to make it a profit yeah it's true um well uh yeah i would i was gonna say i mean we that's pretty much it our recordings are. I feel like they're so close together right now. We're we're jam packing. Jam packing them because I'm going on vacation next week. And even though you're on vacation, I'm going Kyle's on more just vacation. been so tired from Ugh, this vacation. <laughs> vacation. I need more of a vacation than just regular. Yes. 
So so we're double dipping this week, and we double dipped last week because we fucked up the Hunchback audio, yeah. right? Or was that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're just like we're we're going stacked hard on top of each other. We're going crazy. Yeah. And it, we're gonna have a week off next week, which will be nice for us. That's we won't oh, have a week off from I'm the podcast. So that's why we're jam packing them, is so yes. we can still have weekly releases. But um, exactly. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm saving my vacation talk for when we record in a couple days. <laughs> Because I know nothing's gonna happen between now and when we record next. You say that, but just wait. COVID twenty one's about to show oh, up. Uh, <laughs> I just saw the AAP, the American Academy of Pediatrics, just recommended masks for for um for school for school aged people and oh, boy. in Fort Wayne in a specific school district. That is highly contentious. There's riots. Not riots yet, but there's definitely a mob. Riots. There's definitely yeah. a parent mob uh, in Northwest Allen right now. You were leading it, right? Yeah, so I was leading it. Mostly yeah. because Tyler was on the other side of it. And so he's uh, anytime you see Tyler, you automatically join the group standing I have opposite to. It's him. Just, it's a brother in law <laughs> thing. Like we have to fight yeah. like this. Makes sense. Not in real life, like fight with each other. We just have to you know. We play board games too much, so it's like we gotta, we gotta go at each other. Are we okay? So this is we can cut this if not, but can we congratulate your sister-in-law who listens to this podcast on Heck getting yeah. engaged? Ashley, she's engaged. Woo! She did it. That's, well, she. The rest yeah. of our listeners will love that. Yeah, <laughs> congrats, congrats, Ashley. Ashley. She's she's. Well, you said the rest of our listeners. She is our listener. I know. So. She's our one. <laughs> this is for her. We're recording these just for her. Just kidding. Our, our listener numbers are, uh, are continuing to go up. It's really nice. Continue. You, if you, listen, if you've been listening since the beginning, you should feel proud because you got in on this this rising city early. This rising city of If you of were Atlantis. there in the beginning, you'll understand this joke that you're like watching Napoleon Dynamite in the theaters. It's like what you're doing <laughs> right now. Wow. Um. Yeah, but yeah, we've seen each other so much. I don't really have any news. I don't think anything's new. Um. Oh, here's something. Uh. Dot. We we stopped putting her in sleep diapers. Nice. To try to encourage her to not hold her poops while sleeping. Right. Oh, does she poop? What in she'll the do. So yeah, what she does is she won't poop on the toilet. She'll save it because she knows she gets a diaper on at bedtime, oh. and so she'll poop. In the diaper. That girl's too smart. Right? She's devious. I know. So we so we took away the diaper, right? Yeah. And and then yesterday <laughs> she she just uh got out of bed and took a dump on the floor. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Screw you, parents. This yes. is what you this is what you want. You want me to <laughs> take a dump in the middle of the floor? So that was you great. asked for it. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, so I put. We were like leaving the light on in the bathroom and like letting her know, like if you have to go, go into the bathroom where the potty is. You know where the potty is. You go there when you have to potty normally. Uh, but I guess she decided because it's nighttime. Nope, not gonna leave my room. Just gonna poop on the floor Love in my it. room. Parenting is uh, awesome. <laughs> so we we've moved her like original potty training little potty into her room. In hopes that if she gets the urge again to poop in her room, maybe she'll use that instead. Good. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, 
that was fun. That was fun for us. That's the that's all we we've got excitement wise. Pretty exciting. Yeah. So should we? Uh, speaking of uh, Atlantis, pieces of shit. Should we talk about? It? <laughs> Let's talk about history of the film, right? Yeah, the first the one. First Let's one. talk about the first. What one. is your history with Atlantis? You know, Kyle. I thought I had a lot of nostalgia for Atlantis, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I I liked it as a kid, I remember, and I had the PlayStation 1 game that I used to play. <laughs> um, but I popped on this sequel, and when all my favorite familiar characters showed up, I felt no nostalgia. I felt nothing for them. So I just don't think I have any nostalgia or real love for the original. I watched the first half of it. Okay right before we recorded or started recording and like is it still playing it's fine what part is it on no (laughs) it's not it's not still playing uh it's literally like at the halfway mark i think they just ran into the actual people from atlantis where i was at when i hit pause um yeah i don't uh i don't love it i don't think i it's it's just fine i think it looks cool that's what i'll say for it it's got really cool lighting effects Mm -hmm. in the movie which i did remember it feeling very much like dark and moody but with a lot of good light i don't know what it's it's very it's uh they added a comic booky feel to it like it kind of looks comic booky a lot of the times i can see that and like especially there's one character design that bothers me because it feels like she is super comic booky and she doesn't fit with everybody else and it's the the main like bad girl the blonde bombshell lady yes. like she yeah. looks out of place to me like she it's like you you could have like her like shadows across her face and things like that just seem way different than all the other characters she looks a little too i don't know like not exaggerated enough in her proportions. Like everyone else has like kind of really goofy characteristics, mm-hmm. but she seems like she's like drawn to be a femme fatale hottie almost, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, she, so she but overall I I do really like the the animation and the drawing in the first one. I think it's really cool looking. I, I personally like as a kid, I really liked this one. I just, I don't think I, lo- I watched it a ton. I don't know if it's because I didn't mm-hmm. own it or something and I watched it at a friend's house or what, but like I really liked Atlantis. I think the whole like the the um the the like cool stuff about it, like the Atlantean culture and their like sweet like fish space not ships. They're not spaceships, but they're like ships that move somehow with their crystal power and all that stuff yes. is really cool. The characters are really fun in the first one. Um but I don't like love any of the characters, and I think that's pro- the problem with the first Atlantis movie is they just they have to cover so much ground that you never yeah. really like you never like anybody that much. Like Milo is supposed to be the, I mean he's like the main character obviously, yeah. But I don't feel a huge connection to Milo ever. Like he, you know? I think the only thing that makes me really like Milo is that it's Michael J. Fox, yes. which. Is going to be a major knock against the sequel. <laughs> yeah, it sucks that he's not him. back, for sure. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, the the original I thought was really fun. I love the one-liners from multiple of the characters, but especially Vinny. 
is pretty funny. Yeah. He's more, he's, I like Vinny in the first yeah, one. He's, he's okay in this one. Um, but the first one, he's hilarious. Like there's, it's a, yes. it's a good one to rewatch, but if you're looking for some, like a movie to love, I don't know anybody who's like, Oh man, Atlantis is like the best. Like I've heard a lot of people it's like, got a really... I love it, but like, mm-hmm. have you seen it? Re- you know, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it could have been, if it's for an older audience, which I think it is, like it's not really a kid's movie. It's for an older No, it's kid. got that same thing. That, like they, Disney was in a real period there. The same with like Hunchback, where the movies don't feel like they're made for like kids to necessarily have fun watching, you know? Like they're yeah. not. And this one was. They're yeah. kind of dark and grim feeling in a way. And this one was like specifically a risk for them. It came out after, I think they started working on it after Hunchback. And so they're like, mm-hmm. what if we did an adventure movie instead of a princess like movie with music and stuff? What if we went this direction and really yeah. hit this side of the market and, and made it big? And then this movie came out with like Shrek at the same time. Ah. And it came out with like Shrek and, and Laura Croft Tomb Raider. So it's like who was like what age group was Please. picking between that? And, and yeah, going please to call it Academy Award winner Shrek yeah. in the future. <laughs> I always like to make sure we always, you know, we have to honor it as the first animated best picture winner. Absolutely. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I think this would have a hard time competing with Shrek, which really kicked off a kind of, uh, I don't know, meta humor uh, twist on kids' movies, right? This is playing it very straight and trying to be very old school in its approach as an adventure movie where Shrek is kind of all about turning the screws on what you've come to expect from a kid's movie, yeah. right? And it has so a it's... lot of new tech in it, like the CG is all really cool in Shrek. Yeah. This one has has CG, but it's it's a cartoon. You know, it's most like yes. that, that old cartoon feel. And um, uh, ooh, there's someone else I was going to say, but I don't know. It's fine. Boop, 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 oh, boop, yeah, when I watch boop, it, yeah. it's like I feel like I'm watching like that original not original but that king kong remake that's like three hours long the the peter jackson yes yeah it just feels like i'm watching that movie in like an hour a competent adventure movie but not one that is going to leave you feeling in love i guess yeah that's how i feel Pretty much in agreement. Some cool design is basically the main reason to watch it, is just for the Atlantean designs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, well, okay, so then should we uh, is it, or should we just hop Should we hop right in, yeah. Kyle? well, let's not hop right in. Let's pop right in and pop. Let's pop Pun the intended. movie. Pun intended. <laughs> let's pop that movie in. Let's pop it in. Pop. Yeah. All right. Ready for this. Mm, Delicious. Dot and Celia went to the zoo today while I was stuck at home watching this movie. And oh gosh, uh, you really made that sacrifice. (laughs) That is so depressing. Well, they were gonna go like uh, them leaving overlapped like an hour with me still being at work anyway. So I was just like, all right, well, you guys go. I'll finish this movie that I'm watching, and it'll be fine. but yeah, they came back. I don't know. You saying popcorn just made me think of it. I I went on a walk and came back when they got back, and Dot was just like sitting on the couch eating popcorn from uh, the zoo, which she loves. As do zoo I. Zoo popcorn and her, yeah, zoo popcorn. It's good. 
Oh yeah, it's just super salty. Oh yeah, it's very, it's very yummy. Um, but she, uh, so her first response was not "Hi, Dad" or anything like that. She just looks at me and just goes "Popcorn" and just keeps sitting there and eating it. And she so. looked at you with that look in 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 her, in her eyes. It's like yeah. you put a diaper She's on a, me tonight. And you know what? You know where this popcorn's <laughs> going. It's gonna end up. <laughs> um, yeah, I texted you. <clears throat> As they left, and I was watching this movie, saying, I refuse to pause or rewind this movie. Yes. So these are going to be my shortest <laughs> notes ever on the recap. Uh, the first thing I wrote down was, ah, I'm not in the mood to watch this fucking failed TV show. <laughs> so let's pop. All right, it's popped in. Uh, no Disney Castle on this one, nope. Kyle, which was Don't need it. a big disappointment to me right away, I'm going to be honest, because I love the original Atlantis opens with, like, that underwatery like steampunky version of the Disney Castle logo, you oh, know? Yeah. Forgot yeah, about that. It's like got a cool unique design and I remember that etched into my brain. So I was expecting at least a twist on that and we got nothing. Just Nope, no fun. Black screen, ambient music, fade to some ships which are quickly attacked by a Kraken. Kyle, Kraken or Kraken? Cra- I say Kraken. Yeah, I know. Me too. It bothered but, me. They call it Kraken okay. in this, and it's... Do they? Well, Ugh, I don't think I know Oh, this. yeah. It's bad. What, what nationality were the guys that got attacked? I couldn't tell. Well, they they are like, is it a U-boat? Yeah, they mentioned not it being nice to not be afraid of U-boats anymore, so I assume not German. German. Yes. So maybe Russian? Maybe. I don't know. I didn't they were, notice their it, accents. I didn't. Well, they they were speaking a foreign oh, language. Oh, they were. You're right. right. Were they Greek? So, <laughs> that's, I don't know. I I just assume who, who fought. Wait, which war is this? This well, it's is, gonna, it's a little bit confusing because the original movie occurred in like 1912. It's set in 1914. 1914. The first one's so, 1914. Yes. I, yeah, it's like this is has got to be close to this World War One, right? Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, let's not embarrass ourselves trying to figure out uh, anything about oh, World no. War One. Yeah, no. <laughs> USA wins. That's all I know. <laughs> Two time World uh, War champ. <laughs> There's so many people who live in our city who would say something like that <laughs> without even a hint of irony, and it makes me disgusted. Well, it's like on T-shirts and stuff. That's where I've seen it. Yeah. Two uh, time World War champ. USA. Yeah, America. <laughs> um, well, either way, these poor guys, they get attacked by the Kraken. Um, and then it fades to the title card, and it says Atlantis, Milo's return, right? Um, and then it's just Princess Kida uh, giving us a recap on the whole Atlantis sinking and losing its power thing uh, while she flies around with, like, she's flying around the lava, and there's a bunch of what are they called? I don't know what the fuck they're called. I think called. it's lava the, dog. Uh, okay, he calls one a lava dog at one point, and then he I feel oh, like he yeah, calls it he has an actual, actual name, name for it. And it's a it's a yeah. it's an Atlantean name. So I don't yeah. think it comes well, across it, properly on on the uh, subtitles, so I don't know. It's See, this was my first in, inkling of, oh, I don't have nostalgia for this cuz I didn't remember these things at all, but it seems like they're they new. At least the are they not in the original movie at all? No, yeah, there's no way. Well, that's so weird. They treat it like this is a, a creature that they have a history. No, I with. kind of I low key hate this <laughs> lava dog thing. 
What's it? So do I. Obi. Obi. Odi. Odi. Obi. Obby. Yeah. Let me look up Frank Welker real quick. Yeah. Obi. Yeah, because I wrote down Obi is the worst. Terrible animation. Super simple. He just looks like like they didn't finish his design. Like they just kind of made up. I thought they were giant when she was flying around them. Mm-hmm. I was, I thought they were like whale size. Yeah, no. <laughs> and then it Small. gets out of the water and it just like or out of the lava, and then it just crawls onto the back of her thing. I was like, oh, I guess they're small. It's something yeah. about the perspective on the animation was weird. They like, <laughs> okay. Well, there's one positive that I'll bring up right now about this is that it's three episodes, but I feel like this has been the best. Um, merging of episodes into a movie that I've seen where it, it feels like they tried or, or they were able to try and connect things a little bit better, even adding I... things into the last one. Just because the reason I say that now is because he they have the lava dog that's okay in the lava, and then in the third story, there's a part where he can jump in the lava lava and fool one of these wolves and then come out of the lava and, like, bite him. And I thought that was kind of just a cool little... Thing, but I guess, but it feels like that. I don't know if that if it felt to me like that was a setup and payoff so much as just yeah, it's a lava dog, so it can be in lava or whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't. I didn't feel like they it's were not good. I'm not tr- saying it's like amazing. I was like, <laughs> I there it is. There it is. Yeah, they did it. Yes, but it, yeah, it felt like something that would have happened even if this if the third one had been a one off TV show episode. I guess it didn't feel like they were doing it in response to it being in the first one or whatever. But I get what you're saying. This one does, at least it doesn't feel like it's just a, uh, and us telling stories about how then this happened, you know? Like they tried somewhat, although I don't think this first one, the Kraken one doesn't really feel connected to the other two in the same way. Yeah. I don't Yeah, they don't fit well together that well, I don't think. Um, yeah. Okay, well, well, she's got Obi, the platypus lizard whale dog, <laughs> lava dog, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, and then um, we see and are told that Atlantis is rebuilding to their former glory with the power of their magic crystal, Kyle. Um, and Keita returns to the throne room where she bumps into the recast Milo. Ugh. Um, I thought who I guess is now... He did I fine. I thought he did a, but a good job. If if this were the first appearance of the character, I would not even ha- I wouldn't even think about it. He does fine, but he's just not Michael J. Fox, and I love Michael J. Fox yeah. so much. And he does that. a great job with Milo in the first one. I just don't love yes. Milo. There's I, he doesn't no. have an element. He needs like one element that's I don't even know what it is. Like I just want to like root for him so much, and I just don't in the first one. Yeah. Yeah, they try. They try giving him dead parents to get us on his side, but it doesn't work. <laughs> um, try again. Well, <laughs> well, he's. I guess he's king of Atlantis now. Yeah, because he's like married to Kida, who's the queen. So good for him. Moving on up. Um, and they're just kind of vibing, hanging out together with Obi when they're informed that there are intruders coming to the city. Kyle. <gasps> Gasp. They rush outside where Milo immediately notices that they aren't intruders. They're friends. It's the gang from the first movie, Kyle. Back. It's our all our friends. Vinny returns. and Audrey and uh, Mole. Oh, yeah. And then I think 
Dr. Sweet is there mm-hmm. at this point, and uh, Will Helmina, whatever the fuck her name is, the old lady. <laughs> yeah, I love the old lady. I do like the old lady. She gets hit on by the dudes, the Atlantean dudes. She's like, whatever, I'm not even interested. And then the mole tries to hit on some of the women and they start chasing him and beating the crap out of him. Right? Yes. Like how vulgar, like what did he say? Like the, it's like a whole I thing back knows. and forth. We're like dragging him away to beat him. Like, <laughs> dude, he's weirdly horny because I, when I just turned off the first Atlantis, it was at the part where they ran into the Atlanteans and found out they spoke French and he whispered something to one of them and they punched him in the face. Yes. Like, he is disgusting in all ways. Yeah. And, Ugh. He's a fun character. I like him. He'd be canceled in 2021. Absolutely. There'd be some things coming out about Moliere. Um, well, uh, uh, they gather for dinner later, Kyle. Um, and they explain that they're not just here for a visit. Oh, yeah. I think even uh, P- Preston, Dr. Whitmore's there, right? Yes, as he's well. there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which he is not. by John Mahoney. Who's that? I like him. He was the dad in Frasier. Okay. That's all that. And, a lot yeah. of Frasier He's a good actor. Because I don't know. I don't, I've never yes. It, He's also the dad in Say Anything. Huh. Yeah. Um, a movie that you think is going to just be a rom-com about two teens where one holds up a boombox, but ends up being a lot about a dad committing tax fraud. Oh. Which was surprising Interesting. to me. <laughs> yeah. Because you only ever see that iconic moment of John Cusack with the boombox and the, uh, you know, the clips mm-hmm. from the movie. No one ever mentions all the tax fraud. Uh, well, either way, uh, the gang, Whitmore lets uh, Milo and the Atlanteans know that they've heard reports of a giant sea monster attacking ships in the Atlantic, and they fear it could somehow be linked to Atlantis and its Leviathan no. guardians. Right. Yes. Oh, I do have to mention uh, when he when Milo gets re- uh, uh, he he meets the girl the the um, engine girl. Oh, yeah, the mechanic yep. girl. What's her name? Yep. Her name is Audrey. The, that's Audrey. Yes, yeah, Ramirez. He, like yeah. goes in for a hug and she flinches and he goes yes. two for flinching. Two for flinching. <laughs> he gives her another I love. Hug. Yes. I did like that part. I actually have a note of that written down. I forgot to read it. Yeah. You like that? Right. I wrote down, who is this guy? What a loser. <laughs> well, that's because that's a callback. I know it's a callback, but it's that's great. <laughs> I loved it. That's one of my favorite parts that I remember from the first movie is her doing the two for flinching yeah. and punching him. That's Come no, on. I know that it's that's a callback. Cute. It's cute, Kyle. Let them be but cute. But hugging. It's, she even thinks yeah. it's cheesy and stupid. I know she hates it. That's why it's fun because he's a goofy loser and she's a tough guy. That's that's why I liked it. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, uh, Kita fears that even if it wasn't one of the guardians, she's like, my father made a lot of monster creations because we might need TV show episodes, so it could be one of those. Um, and uh, they, she's like. Milo and me are gonna go to the surface to help stop it. She like so references like a war or something at some point, right? Yeah, uh, I think. I Is mean, this where it, it cut seems to like the, it, like animation, and it goes long ago. The four nations lived in harmony. Then everything changed wow. when Atlantis attacked. I think you've got the wrong. I was gonna go with the Atlantis story. Is clearly Krypton from uh, Superman. 
That's how I view it. Oh. It's like there was a war and the science got out of control and their whole city planet got destroyed, you know? Like Oh, sure. I go for Krypton vibes. Um I guess that makes Kida Superman. Well, because she says sure. that yes, Kida is Superman. Kida is the worst. She has no role in this whole movie. How dare you? Um she, she needs to just be the queen of her nation, and instead she goes traipsing she, along on these adventures. She has to learn about maybe if the power should be shared with mankind or not, <laughs> Kyle, so she can raise Atlantis out of the ocean or whatever the fuck. It's we're, We'll talk about it, but I think the attempt to make some sort of overarching like theme or lesson to this is just terrible. I don't think it works at all. <laughs> I don't think that they sell me at no. all that Kida's been through an emotional journey of some sort. Absolutely not. Because that seems to be what they're going for is that she's supposed to be the dynamic character of this Mm-mm. movie, but no, it's not the case. No. Um, well, they go up to the surface, Kyle, and then I guess it's just two weeks later. Like they mention that they've been going back and forth for two weeks and have not managed to provoke the monster at all. Um, Kida is just like having Milo and Kida are like kind of flirting over her lack of understanding of surface world stuff. They go and talk with the gang. Um, and, uh, I did like the part where Vinny was explaining his bomb recipe and how you always have to put oregano yes. in there or something yes. like that. I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta put a pinch of oregano um, in there, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. And he like later he throws the bomb and he's like with with extra oregano and he chucks it. Yes, but Vinny felt like like he's really fun in the first movie. It felt like maybe he just took a Xanax before recording <laughs> for this one, or they gave him like one take on every line. Like I don't know, everybody felt low energy to me mm-hmm. in the voice cast. Um, the while they're discussing if this creature could be an Atlantean creature or a genuine monster, Kyle, they're attacked. <gasps> um, they get into like weird pinball style escape pods, yeah. right? Yeah. Like when you launch the pinball, <laughs> and <laughs> Milo and Kita's malfunctions, and it launches them into a. Looks wall. like they're launched with these- like like 30 g's of force like it's yeah, like a i don't know how they're they should be splattered when that thing hits the wall right like arms up head back and hold on or arms down arms down head back arms down <laughs> um yeah they, they get launched into a wall and then they bounce off that wall and go into the water uh, but they've got no power and they're leak leaking and they're sinking toward the monster kyle mm-hmm. Um, Vinny and Audrey manage to save them uh, at the very last second and they escape and the monster retreats for some reason I guess because they shoot at it with some missiles uh, mm-hmm. and then they once they get onto the surface I think they have to distract surface, him right and then Vinny's like they're like how do we distract them or something and he's like tickling would be good nobody can concentrate yeah. when they're being tickled or a bomb I think that, a bomb is a good distraction I, too is oh, that, that's later. That that's now? way later. That's way later. Yeah, okay, I'm not crazy. Yeah, that <laughs> happens with uh, the bad Strike guy. Strike that. Yeah. We'll come back to it. Strike it. You didn't hear it. Uh, factoid unintended. <laughs> uh, um, but either way, they get they get to the surface. Their pod like sinks after they get to the surface down into the water, and they make their way to a local fishing village while their crew repairs the ship. Kind of. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but they find that this town is less than welcoming. Mm. It's looking very run down. There's a thick fog that never seems to dissipate. This is a very Dungeons and Dragons scenario. Oh, yes. You know, like you find yourself at a mysterious village with a with a thick fog that refuses to disperse. Mm-hmm. Where do you, you know, go? Like, to the end for, for exactly. to the tavern. <laughs> it's like what happens? Yes. Yeah, they, <laughs> they go, go to the tavern. Well, they meet first they meet with the town magistrate Edgar Volgood who is voiced by uh the great uh, Clancy Brown yes. um the man Mr. Krabs himself uh and he's basically just like get out of town go to this nearby town instead and they're like no and he's like fine go to the tavern but tomorrow go to the nearby <laughs> town um, so they go into the inn or whatever, uh, and they meet the innkeeper and the innkeeper tells them that Volgood allegedly made a deal with the devil to live forever, but forgot to ask for eternal youth, Kyle. That would suck. That would. You'd feel so worn down and terrible all you the just time. just hurt pain uh, constantly. Yeah. Like, Ugh. It, what does that even mean? Like, you just, like, your bones would eventually... Go I guess away. your brain just will never give out, but like, yeah, like you're just gonna be in constant pain from your joints rubbing mm-hmm. together for like hundreds of years. Your nerves are gonna horrible. die. You're gonna. I mean, it's burning, tingling pain all the time. Like, it's just rough. You're like. just describing how I feel right now, though. So, <laughs> well, uh, she warns them, Kyle. She says, "Get out of town. Get the hell out of Dodge while you still can." Um, She's like basically implies the town is being oppressed in some way by the Kraken, right? Like, mm-hmm. we don't really know what's going on yet, but we know the Kraken and Volgan are some way involved with what's going on with this town. Uh, and that night they try to follow Volgan, um, in the but in the fog they lose sight of him. And when they're trying to get back to the town, they like trip and fall down a cliff. Um, they manage Audrey almost falls to her death, but Mole saves her by like digging through the ground and catching her <laughs> before she falls. Um, and then I guess they're just fine. They make it back to town, but Mole, when they get like, there, they he's overhear. Like already more useful than he was in the first movie. Like I don't remember doing him doing anything in Atlantis. Like yeah, I didn't make it all. very far for him to do anything. I mean, he helps them dig through a wall at one point with his big drill. I don't remember him like being an actual earthbender who yeah. fucking dug through the ground <laughs> yes, the way he does. But he's like, a, I, I like, I think he's cool in this, in, in these three episodes. Cause he does like some really cool, like they're walking. Right. And he's looking at the dirt. He's like, the gravel's getting more sparse. We mo- it means we're heading towards a cliff and it's too late. They're already like over the cliff. When yeah. he says, he's that. like the MVP of the team probably because he's, yes. Always digging them through, like, out of situations, and he's constantly just, like, tasting dirt to recognize its traits, to know how to find other things Mm -hmm. and stuff, like... Yeah. He's definitely... Later, he takes out a whole squadron of people, which is coming up. Yeah, he does. (laughs) He does. He doesn't... He just, like, runs into them, doesn't he? He, he, like... (laughs) I rolled down Moliere the bowling ball, because he just, like... was like... (laughs) Sort of like when, uh... Is it Boom Booster in, uh... Booster. I was just gonna yeah. say it was Booster, Booster and Buzz Lightyear with where he, yeah the uh, XR the becomes robot. the what was XR the, the yeah, mop yeah, yeah. and he just mops everyone like the it's a floor buffer. Don't make it ridiculous. Yes, Kyle, you're right. Okay? It's, yeah, 
No, I'm, I didn't mean to say ridiculously he took a mop and pushed everybody out of the way. He took a force <laughs> buffer and, and pushed everybody out of the way. As everyone will remember, I thank God we're referencing possibly our least popular episode ever <laughs> for a movie that nobody can watch. Yes. <laughs> um, well, they are all alive, but they make it back to the inn to overhear Volgan telling the innkeeper to burn the stranger's goods because clearly he expected them to die, Kyle. Um, when Volgan leaves, they ask the innkeeper for more information on what's going on. She explains that a deal was made with the Kraken because like all the fish dried up in their town. So they made a deal that... They shouldn't have been in the town like, then. Fish should have known to stay in the water. They're in the town, they're going to dry up. That's how it works. You're right. You're right, Kyle. Uh, fish don't like being on land. Well, they uh, they made some sort of deal where the Kraken keeps them alive, but at the cost of their spirit, basically. Like, I don't think they age, maybe. Maybe they don't. I'm not actually sure. Because she has, like, a baby at the end, and I feel like she wouldn't have had a baby. Yeah, I was confused at her existence as well. So maybe they yeah. all have just been this way, but... We find out later that it's not, like, the total truth, so I don't know. Whatever it is, there's something happening where the Kraken is, like, keeping them alive, but he makes sure that there's always fog. There's some sort of spell crap going on. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, they the, the crew goes to, like, try to get to the bottom of it. They find a hidden cave where Volgan's eyes... He's in there, right? Mm-hmm. And his eyes glow green, and, like, he communes with the Kraken, and he gets a bunch of supplies from the Kraken. This is, like, where he keeps all the stuff that the Kraken steals from ships, it seems. Um, and they, they theorize that Volgan must be using mind control on the Kraken and to keep the people of town under control. Uh, and this is where uh, Vinny suggests that they need to rattle his attention so mm. he loses control over them. So he suggests tickling and... Bombs, basically, are his two uh, things he pitches. Um, But while they're talking about it, Audrey's eyes start glowing green as well, Kyle. Uh, And she is drawn toward the Kraken. And uh, they knock Volgan out, expecting that to solve the problem, but it doesn't. No. Gasp. Uh, It's Audrey. It was her the whole time. She's the evil one. Oh, my God. Um, Well, Vinny uses dynamite to drive the Kraken away, and that kind of snaps... Audrey out of it too uh, and they head to their pods on the beach so that they can find the caves underwater entrance and try to seal the Kraken in ah very smart but unfortunately they arrive too late which was obviously going to be the if case if you fish uh, while on top of a pod is that would that be a podcast that you would make pun intended <laughs> just doing them live yes Kyle it would be a podcast that was great Continue, please. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Well, they arrived too late, which is like, what did they expect was going to happen? Like they were going to somehow run to the beach and get into their pods, get them into the water, and like get to this cave opening before the Kraken could get out? (laughs) Ridiculous. Uh, So they're forced to battle the Kraken, Kyle. Mm -hmm. And uh, while they're fighting, Vinny starts attacking them, and they realize that the Kraken is the one that's controlling people 
Um, it's not they, good. Uh, Mole knocks Vinny out, which is a good Another moment. heroic move. But Molière. Yeah, way to go, Mole. Way to go, Mole. Um, then uh, they spot Milo's sunken pod from earlier, which has a full torpedo load in it still. Uh, and they're they're trying to run away at this point because they're like, how do we deal with something that can control our brains, right? Um, and while they're running, they spot that, and as the Kraken gets near it, they shoot the pod, setting off a massive explosion, which kills the beast and frees the town, Kyle. Woo! Um, I did like when the Kraken died, it also broke whatever covenant Volgud had with it, and he just, like, turns to dust. Yeah, well, maybe he had a covenant and he is so old that he would just turn to dust and everybody else has been like reproducing and living and dying and whatnot. That would make, that makes sense to me. I think it it does make sense that he, we know for sure he made a deal to live forever and not age. And then once the deal's broken, I think all of his, or he lived forever, but still age. And once the deal's broken, obviously all that age catches up with him and he fades to nothing. We don't know the specifics of what the Kraken was doing to the rest of the town, which is why I'm like, maybe they're just frozen in time, mm-hmm. or maybe they are still able to live. They just have really depressing lives. It just seems unlikely to me that you would bother having a baby in this town. That you're just like, always sad. Yeah, the innkeeper seems so out of it that I can't imagine her like trying to fuck. You know? <laughs> and this is <laughs> like, like a new I baby. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She looks totally very depressed. Like they're all they're all like yeah. depressed. Right. Maybe she's got postpartum depression. Maybe. Maybe that's why she seems so. Postpartum down. depression versus postpartum psychosis. My pager is very silent right now. I could go into this, but pager's right. silent. I'm it's glad. being saved for something else. Oh, good. I actually didn't even consider what you might diagnose. So I'm anxious to find out. <laughs> Um, well, the, with the curse lifted, Kyle, the townspeople start rebuilding their their decrepit town uh, in the warmth of the restored sun, and she's all happy that her baby yeah. will see the sun. I'm a little bit. And that. Well, did she? She like? I thought she said earlier that she's like my kid can never go outside and play, but this is like an infant. So it's maybe maybe she, she just meant in the future it won't be able to. Okay, that makes sense because this we never see the baby's face. They were they apparently did not know how to draw a baby. So they were like, yeah. we're not doing that. Just bundle up some what clothes. What if her kid died and now oh she just gosh. carries around like a bundle oh, of no. clothes and thinks that it's her baby? Postpartum psychosis. Oh, gosh. That sounds like psychosis to me. Oof. I, ooh. Oof. Yeah, we're not. I'm not. <laughs> we're not diving into that. The, um, you, that's totally fine. We um, that is not a good topic for this. <laughs> well, so the, some, of the, some of the, there. yeah, it's, it's. Yeah, I've, I have some really great Let's stories. Let's move on. No, it's, we're, not, we're, not doing on. It. we're not doing it. All right. Well, that's the end, presumably, of the first episode of this TV show. Because uh, then we just sort of fade. The gang is back at, like, um, Whitmore's mansion, I think, in the wintertime. They're just, like, all hanging out there now. Um, and they're having a nice time when Milo notices that Kita's not there and he finds her looking out the window and she expresses worry that even though the Kraken wasn't a Leviathan, the Atlantean powers they reawoke could be too dangerous in the world and maybe it would have been better to let the city stay forgotten. So stupid. In the like, why forever. is she moping? Like, they just found out that there's not an Atlantean thing. There's no, there's no reports of any Atlantean thing I ever know. causing problems. Why is she like... 
Why is she still here? Go back to Atlantis. You're the queen. I know. They, her and Milo should have already gone back to Atlantis at this point. Yeah, yes, like, they're done. Go back. Go back. But they don't. Um, and Milo is like, you really think it would have been better to leave them in the darkness? They don't really resolve it because they're waiting. This is them seeding the idea that they're trying to turn into like the narrative mm-hmm. th- thrust of this fake movie. Yes. Um, so and I'm glad Milo's keeping track of, of Kida because I like forgot that she was around like the entire first episode. <laughs> she serves no purpose ever, like in any yeah, episode. She's just I think in the third one she's she's a she's good. Yeah, she's just a body most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. The third one not, she's, she's got not, a little bit of a role. She does. Yeah, not so much at all in the first or second though. Um, I mean, hey, she's the one who decides Milo and her are going to go. So mm-hmm. without her, maybe Milo would have just stayed in Atlantis and that Kraken would still be terrorizing ships. True. Who knows? Also, I uh, have to bring... I, there's a, I have a major problem with the first one and this one where it's... I, I hate that Milo is the is the expert on, Atlanti- on the Atlantean culture and Atlantean writings when there's actual Atlanteans there. Like... How did yeah. they actually lose the ability to read their own language? It doesn't make any sense. And so him, like... They were too reliant on their magic stone to do everything for it's, them, including I, I just hate it. Like, I hate that they are like, we need an Atlantean expert, and it's always Milo. Like, there's no, like... Yeah. Like, Kida provides nothing for her, for, like, information for their culture. Basically. So it's just. I guess. Um, how long has it been since it sank? I guess, and they've been isolated. Eight thousand years. But you would, you would think that they would only have information on their culture. Yeah. What else are they? What else do they have to talk? What about? What else are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. I didn't like how Milo. Speaking of Milo being like the expert on things he shouldn't be the expert on. I didn't like the scene in the first one where the drill isn't working. And Audrey, like, mm-hmm. says, oh, it's a rotor. I got to go fix it. And then Milo, like, opens it up and bangs on the radiator and fixes See, it I himself. I kind of liked it because he lives in a boiler I, room. I like the aspect that he can do something with that knowledge, but I don't like that he basically mansplains to, like, the yeah. only <laughs> woman on the trip how to do her thing that she's supposed to be the best in the at world. in the world. Yes. Yeah, so true. It's like such a weird thing to me to have him do uh but yeah i would have if he if she wasn't there if they had been like in a different situation like audrey's not here what are we gonna do and he's like spotted the radiator and hit it i'd be i would like that but i don't like him correcting her at her job in front of everybody um just it's a little too close to home in this world doesn't help that i was watching a documentary about like mansplaining uh no about women and their underrepresentation in like Hollywood and media right before the uh putting on Atlantis too. What do you think so. a documentary about mansplaining? I would I want to watch a documentary about mansplaining and the opening is just a man sitting there like talking. Yes, explaining the whole thing. <laughs> explaining the it whole should thing. start it should start with a woman who starts like to explain it and then a man like cuts her off mm-hmm. and the rest of it is just him doing it. Really get the annoying idea of mansplaining in um i'm about to mansplain to you kyle that they go back to the dinner table 
and Wilhelmina informs them that she just got a call from Dr. Sweet. Apparently, he's not here anymore. There's trouble in the Southwest, she says. Ooh. This is probably the most, like, the least graceful transition yes. between things. <laughs> yes. That's why the, the first and second one feel so disjointed, because it's just like... Suddenly they're back, and then suddenly she's like, there's trouble in the Southwest, and they're gone. Um, Up, oh, all right, let's go. Sam. Yeah. Sam, who is one of uh, Mr. Whitmore's field agents, was apparently attacked by Killer Coyote Sandstorm. Mm-hmm. It's a sandstorm of, of coyotes that are made of sand. It's very a very confusing thing to just have thrown at you in words. Yes. You know? Like I'm just like trying to even picture what that meant when they said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> I well, think it's supposed to was... be a little bit confusing because they're like, is this guy crazy? Like it was a yes. sandstorm that was of uh, coyotes that were made of sand. Like <laughs> Yeah. He is crazy. Um probably. Uh, but no, he's not, because we're going to see later. We're going to see later. Um, well, uh, he was found, Kyle, after this killer coyote sandstorm attack with some sort of pendant that looks Atlantean almost in origin, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and and they wake him up so that he can tell the story of these ghostly sand coyotes attacking him, um, which we do get to see it, I think, at that point, maybe. We see some of the sand coyotes. In his flashback so a little a, bit. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and then he tells them that he found the pendant in a pot, in a crate, in his shack. Yes. Um, which is just like a weird way for him to describe it. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point, right? They're like, where'd you find it? Oh, it was in a pot. Where yes. was the pot? It was in a crate. Where was the crate? In my shack. And they're like, what shack? Yeah, so they go to his shack, but the Wait, weird thing to up, me is hold up, hold up. they don't, they don't, shouldn't they follow up though with where did you get this pot that was in a crate that's that was in your yeah, shack? Yeah, there's more shouldn't questions. That be, more questions. There's need a to be lot asked. more questions that should be it's asked in your that they house. don't ask. So where did you? He's get making the pot? it sound like he just stumbled upon this pot that showed up in his house, but we learn later. He's the one who took it yes. from this like ancient cave. So maybe bring that up, dude. Yeah, it would be like, super easy to just like to. It would have cut a lot of stuff out if we would have just. And he's not an antagonist, so he has no reason to not tell them. No, like, man, this ugh. guy though. I mean, what did what did you think about him with his all of his bandages on and all the things he was doing? Well, what I thought is he probably needed some bacon grease yes, to rub he did. on himself. The bacon grease is uh, better than anything spot. that they were giving him. And he's sad. <laughs> he's greasing himself up. Well, guess mm, what? My know. pager's buzzing. Beep, 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 beep. It's, beep, 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 beep. It's buzzing because this, this guy, his whole thing is he's in his... Um, He's completely pretty Are you much telling me it's Dr. Davidson's diagnosis? Oh, yes. Yes, of course. This is... So I can have a clean edit point yeah. later? <laughs> Yep, it's Dr. Davidson's diagnosis. It's Dr. Davidson's diagnosis. What's wrong with them? Ba-ding. Wow. Well, what Continue. we're going to talk about is Munchausen syndrome versus malingering. Oh, So this perfect. guy, um, so he is. I he, had, you know, Kyle, I had malingering suspicions. That's what we were going to talk good, about. Good, good. Well, his whole, this whole part of the movie, he's like completely wrapped up and he is like, 
hey, can you give me that glass of water? Can you fix my pillow? Can you can you rub my feet? And then he's a very animated person. So he's up and down, moving around, moving his arms and legs very easily without seemingly any pain, and yet he's all wrapped up. And so it was like, you know what? This is this is a good time to talk about this little this little bit. So there is uh, Munchausen, which is called factitious disorder. Munchausen is the old name, but Munchausen factitious versus malingering. It doesn't sound as good as Munchausen versus malingering. Am I right? <laughs> Munchausen versus malingering sounds like it should be a wrestling match between two like '60s cartoon characters yes. to me. <laughs> like malingering is like a a, a uh, Waluigi or something, you know? Yes. Versus exactly. Munchausen, which is Munchausen sounds rotund yeah. when I hear the <laughs> Oreo name versus Munchausen. Waluigi. Yes. So Waluigi is malingering, and um, it, with a, a malingering. When we say someone is malingering, it's not a it's not a psychiatric diagnosis. It's not a diagnosis for the person. Um, it's just the the person has some external reward from their illness, and so they're faking it. Is what malingering is. So patients are psychiatrically healthy. There's an obvious external reward from their illness, such as financial gain or time off work. You know, there's a lot of malingering that comes into play with uh, with disability. You know, getting on disability. Uh, uh, hmm. um, things like that getting out of the navy or army i had one of my uh professors in medical school who had who did, did like uh a lot of he was i think he was in the navy but um got very good at figuring out whether people were just trying to get home or not from like he, the example he would always give was uh, we would learn about all these different gates that people have with the way they walk if they have a certain neurologic deficit. And there were ones that are very obvious. If someone is doing that, they're they're faking it because they're not using muscles in coordination with certain spinal levels exactly. So, um, wow, that's that's you know what? Yeah, Kyle's professor. On behalf of those guys who didn't get to go home, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're faking it. They're trying to get out of their service, you know? Uh, well, um, that's... So, uh, I guess it depends on if they were drafted or not. I don't think that I they were drafted. That. All right. Well, then I don't... And then the, the, I guess that they brought it on themselves. <laughs> um, factitious disorder, which is a.k.a. Munchausen's, a.k.a. Wario, is a uh, falsification of a physical or psychological symptom. So something's wrong without an obvious external incentive. This is more of a psychiatric disorder. The motivation for this behavior, for a factitious, factitious disorder, is to assume the sick role. So people who, um, will, you know, knowingly or not, sometimes not, um, like to assume the sick role. And so basically um, it's like they're... they're they're faking an illness, but there's no financial gain. There's no time off work. They're just like to mm-hmm. be cared for. And so um, these patients often wander from one physician to another or one hospital to another for another for other treatment. And in this episode, they, they mentioned this guy. He's going to a different hospital, right? They're transferring him. Mm. 
And he is asking everybody to, mm-hmm. yeah, take care of him, do things for him. So he does clearly like to be taken care he of. He does. And it's associated with personality disorders, especially borderline. And um, sometimes they do simulate or induce physical findings. Like um, if they want blood in their urine, um, they will prick their finger and contaminate their urine with their blood. They'll inject Gross. feces underneath their skin to produce a fever or abscess. Ew. Yeah, it's it's... Ugh. It's it's rough. Um, the the blood and the urine thing was really popular um, right when the opioid uh, epidemic came out. People learned that you could go into the ER and say you have a kidney stone, and if you had blood in your urine, you mm-hmm. might get some good drugs. So you don't get those good drugs usually for kidney stones anymore. So they <sighs> kind of stopped that. But take the fun out of everything. What's the point in even getting kidney stones anymore? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, there's one physical exam find that's. The exam thing that's fun that I'll bring up, it's called a Hoover sign. If you want to see if someone like, I can't move my leg at all, like try and they can't and they're not, nothing's moving. You can put your hand mm-hmm. under the other heel while they're trying to lift the, the, uh, the other heel, the one, the leg that works good. If they're truly trying to lift the other leg, that heel will will press down into your hand because that's gotcha. You're giving me a lot of good information. Yes, I'm providing a lot of information so I can get drugs. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) yes. No, this is yeah. So, anyways, that is my diagnosis. I think that he maybe he has maybe he's got some factitious disorder. He, He really, I think he's just enjoying playing the the sick role. You know, I don't really think he actually. We don't have enough information of this guy going from place to place. And these these type of things are very difficult to diagnose. And we typically just stay away from think like trying to diagnose those things because you really are trying to be a patient advocate. You know, if someone's coming in for your yeah. help, like you want to help them. Like you don't want to immediately be like, no, they're faking it. You know, we don't do that. So there it is. It's Dr. Diagnosis. Dr. Davidson's Diagnosis. Look at that. Well, I hope you all enjoy munching on that information. I couldn't think of a way to seal it, to, to seal it for Munchausen. So, sorry, guys. Pun rejected. I don't know. I got nothing. Um, well, Kyle, uh, they head out to his shack after he tells them about this pot that he had, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, they can't find any crate, so they call him, and he's like, well, someone must have taken my crate. I don't remember what he sounded like. <laughs> um, so he tells them, uh, if someone took it, it was most likely that snake Ashton Carnaby. Um, and, uh, he tells them that Carnaby has a trading post, so they head out that way to go try to meet him, right? Mm-hmm. I really thought, Inside, I really thought he was going to say Ashton Kutcher. Like it. <laughs> I know, I know, but you know what? I I was thinking that too. Ashton Carnaby. We, I was like, we got punked. We got, we got punked hard. That's <laughs> uh, a damn shame. Uh, well, they go in uh, 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 to the trading post, and inside, Milo and Kita have a kind of funny exchange. I had to qualify it as kind of, yeah. um, where she can't understand why this old spear's in a glass case. And he's like, for protection. And he's like, wouldn't it be easy? She's like, wouldn't it be easier to use it if it weren't in there? And he's like, no, to protect the spear. She's like, I think a spear is better protection than a glass case <laughs> or whatever. It's, you know, cause they don't under. They're from two different worlds. Yeah. It's um, kind of funny, and it's kind of funny when it comes back later. Yes. As a bit. It is. So, it, yeah. 
Um, well, she then spots a statue that resembles an Atlantean guardian, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she decides she's going to buy it. And this is when Carnaby shows up, and he's like, well, you said the magic words. Uh, that's not what he sounds like. What he sounds like is Biff from Back to the Future. They lost Michael J. Fox. They got Thomas F. Wilson. Is that really They're his keeping voice actor? a Back to the Future cast that. member. That's hilarious. Heck yeah. <laughs> I, I recognize that voice. I had to look it up as soon as he started talking. That's so funny. That was my time when I made sure to pause. I'm not missing a second of Biff. Uh, um, he is uh, effusive when the gang asks him where he gets his artifacts, Kyle. Um, and he denies knowing anything about Sam's missing crate of pottery. And then he throws them out, Whoa, I guess. He said because... missing crate of pottery, yet they had only said crate. <gasps> Yes, Kyle. That's how they suspect that he's lying. Although I didn't get the impression that it was like a crate filled with pottery. I thought there was maybe like a pot inside the crate. Yeah, right. I, like it's very. Vague. I honestly didn't even when he said a pot. I didn't even think of pottery. Like my first thought was like a pot for the kitchen, pots and pans. You know. Yeah. That was where my head went. Um, but whatever. Um, they suspect he's lying, but they get distracted when they're, they're driving away. There's a mysterious looking native man who keeps basically teleporting in front of yes. their car. Yeah. Have um, you seen that episode of Twilight out. Zone? No. I think there's like a really a new Twilight Zone. It's like the one episode one. of the original Twilight Zone I've ever, I've seen. It's like one episode. It's called the hitchhiker and it's, mm. I think it's a popular one. I don't know. I, I don't know how I picked saw this one episode but it's essentially the same thing hitchhiker keeps showing up she, the girl driving keeps freaking out she tries to hit him and then i forget what happens she like runs into a train or something sad twilight zone's cool i like twilight zone i i don't think i've ever really watched that many episodes the only one i'm like obviously everybody knows the one where like the guy's glasses break like, uh, he just wants time to read, and then the whole world ends, and, like, he's the last man left alive, and he crawls out of, like, the vault that he was hiding in, and he's like, at least I've got my books, and then his glasses fall off and break on the ground, so he can't see anymore, and he, and then he's just like, there was finally time, though, and then it ends. <laughs> I've not seen That's that one or one heard about it, so... Uh, Family Guy does a parody of it. Uh, that's probably the only reason I know what it is, because I'm uncultured. Uh, <laughs> I get all my culture from, from Family, Family Guy, Guy references. Yeah. From their anecdotes. Uh, well, uh, this spirit, they get out, and they're like, what the fuck, bro? You trying <laughs> yeah. to throw down? Uh, and he's like, my name is Chikashi. Uh And uh, they offer him a ride. He's like, yeah, I'll take a ride, sure. And he starts to explain that I really couldn't get what the fuck he was saying. He's like, <laughs> his people once learned from the Guardian, and now they protected secrets from outsiders. Like, are, is it supposed to be that one of the Guardians, like, left Atlantis and just showed up in the middle of this desert? I don't know. I, I, I just couldn't understand. Well, either way, he's like, now we protect it from outsiders. And that's when the Sand Coyotes show up, Kyle. And he turns into one, and, and they start attacking the car, and he forces them to crash. Um, and somehow they end up back at the trading post. And while they're there, they like realize that Shakashi is actually the wind spirit of this town. 
Um, and they catch Carnaby loading the stolen crate with the ancient pottery into his truck. Yeah. That low-down, no-good liar, Kyle. He's a liar. Uh, uh, he agrees to help them return the pottery to the cave Sam found it in to settle the spirits, which is a good plan. Seems to be how you calm spirits down, just put stuff back to normal. Yeah. Um, they make their way into the cave. Uh, they, they make their way to the cave, and right when they get there, like sand spirits start attacking them, so they flee into it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they get in there, they find like evidence of dozens of different cultures, uh, all of which like derive back to the Atlanteans or something. And there's like a big Atlantean. It's like all the yeah, it's like the Mayans and the yeah. Olmecs and all these like different cultures together. And then there's a the the Guardian is. Atlantean. I just don't really get, but. like, what... Okay, so you found, like, some evidence of another culture, you know? Like, okay. But this is when Carnaby decides to betray them all, mm-hmm. um, predictably. Uh, and he, like, no- he has knocks them out with homemade sleeping gas that he made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And then they all, they, they all wake up tied up, and he leaves, like, a brick of dynamite on a ledge he's gonna seal them inside of like a side cave mm-hmm. inside the cavern um and this is where they w- they wake up obi and they're like eat our ropes and he frees milo um and like milo goes to try to knock away the dynamite but then he gets t- like tackled by carnaby so the dynamite goes off anyway and it looks like everybody's sealed inside but then they're all just like no we got no, we're fine yeah, we're, we, cool. we're good. We learned that we could stand up and. I don't it was know. basically it's... on par with like Chewbacca's fake out death in yeah. uh, episode nine. <laughs> yes. Just like, oh, he's dead? Oh, no, he's cool. Yeah, we're cool. It's all good. Yeah, we're good. That was, <laughs> yeah, it was fine. Everything was fine. Yeah. Um, well, then the, they're like all kind of in a standoff, and then the sand coyotes show up and they murder Carnaby. Yes. They do. Um, they like suck his soul out and make him one of them. I guess is yeah. It's what it a little seems like. bit crazy. It's a little it's a bit much. It's like uh, it's yeah, like a... uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, the uh, mount the the people under the mountain. You know where Aragorn has to go and recruit the uh, yeah, the ghost army. The ghost army. Yeah, yeah. To fulfill their vow. Um, well, uh, Shikashi tells them basically. It's like yeah. We fucking killed him, and we're going to kill you, too, so you can't reveal our secret. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but they're like, but hey, we have a secret, too, that we're not telling. We can keep a secret, because like, we have one. Yeah, and he's like, well, tell me your secret. And they're like, no. Oh, and we so can't, because like, it's a secret. And he's like, you truly can be trusted. Yes. <laughs> he lets them go. <laughs> That's the end. Let's him go on top of this mountain. Giant like, plateau, or whatever They can't on. get yeah. off of that. Like, no, how they do they get off? Of well, that? I guess. Well, Mole can dig oh, right it's down. That's true. He'll Mole's dig right through. super yeah. human. <laughs> this was so weird to me because I just don't. I don't. I didn't understand what. How was Carnaby gonna make money? I guess. Well, I off of like, I don't know because he can't steal anything because then the yeah, wolf. It's just like a carved out cave. What do you? What do? You, what do you, it's I like, thought he was just gonna try and steal stuff still and like maybe bring. Maybe open it up for attractions where it's like, well, they're. I didn't you know. get. Okay. Like, I get why Kita and the Atlanteans have to hide, right? Because they have this amazing power yes. that could 
set the world into war for it. Mm-hmm. But Shikashi is acting like he has some sort of thing he's protecting. But what is he protecting? Just protecting it's their just pots, a, their stuff. Just protecting their culture, yeah, I guess. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be a secret. Don't touch it. I, I don't know why it has to be a big secret, but yeah, I guess. Okay, fair enough. He's just a ghost who doesn't want to share his stuff. <laughs> it was it's my stuff. Yeah. It was this episode where where um where I actually thought maybe there would be potential for a TV show. Like if this was um like this episode wasn't like great. I didn't love the story behind it, but I kind of like the idea of them exploring these you know ancient myths areas, like with the kraken yeah. and stuff. I'm like, you know, there could be potential for this show, but. It's got monster of the week slash artifact of the week potential to like tie in different mythologies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's I agree. You you could make a show out of Atlantis that would probably be better than like making a show out of the Little Mermaid or whatever. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think there's certainly a foundation here, although. Kita's presence makes the whole thing wonky because Kita's she's presence. the queen yes. of Atlantis. She should be in Atlantis. The, like Milo ending up with her kind of throws things off balance, right? Yeah. Like he can't. I don't really see what out. she sees in Milo, honestly. Milo's kind of like a skinny little fuckboy. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? You've got all these like awesome jacked Atlantean guards that you have way more in common with. I guess it's just stranger from a foreign land love sure. or whatever. Yeah. Just I can't imagine that their relationship is gonna last. Kyle. And she's like immediately interested in him and Atlantis. And it's just he's just doesn't got a lot going for him, I feel like. No, not really. But that's the end of story number two. Uh, because now we all reconvene back at Whitmore's mansion and Milo and Keita finally are telling Mr. Whitmore that they're going to head back. They're going to, we're going to beat it. You know, they're like, we've had enough. Uh, and he tells them, oh, that's too bad because someone just broke into my house and stole this old Norse spear, um, while you guys were gone. And they're like, what Norse spear? And then he starts telling them, we see like a flashback while he's telling them the story of, like, Odin breaking in and stealing the Spear of Destiny. And he's like, now I can end the world. Like, that's pretty hardcore. Yeah. Um, and then Whitmore explains that it's not Odin. It's an old competitor of his, Eric Hellstrom, who went mad during the stock market crash uh, and now believes himself to be Odin, which is a weird... Thing to happen to your brain. Yeah, I it was his whole identity. Well, before he bought that castle, called it as yeah, he did. He buy called it Asgard, or what did he call it? Yeah, he did call it Asgard. Called it Asgard, to, and people were like, "Oh, he's the modern day Odin." He was all high on himself, and then he lost everything. Just had his castle, so he just had a psychotic break. Maybe yeah. even some schizophrenia. I thought about doing a diagnosis about schizophrenia here because I think he's got some. Um, aspects of schizophrenia, maybe some paranoid schizophrenia there, but he is he is totally in on this delusion that he is Odin. Like, he is 100% yeah, he is. deluded, and he's pretty old in this, so there could be some dementia there, too, but if he's really been like this since the stock market crash, schizophrenia usually presents in your, like, 20s or 30s, so maybe it would make sense. Okay. Well, his stock market crash, the only one that I can think of, Kyle, would have been a mere, like eight years before this movie takes place. Yeah. So 
I don't know if it usually presents True. in your yeah. 20s and 30s. He would have already been like. So how's he so? Yeah, so he's already old. Yeah, it must have been old when the crash happened. So I don't really know. It's just it's we don't need to think too logically about it. It's just classic <laughs> villain has gone insane stuff, you know. But yeah, uh, you know my uncle had schizophrenia. Oh, nice. Yes, uh, uh, he do went well crazy and killed or, him. So. Uh, no, he killed no, himself uh, when I was a baby. I never really met him. He apparently tried to cut his own head off and made it to the spine. Jeez. So. That's what I was told, at Ugh, least. Sad. Pretty intense. Yeah, very sad. He used to mark all of his possessions in his own blood. Oh, gosh. So that, like, he could always prove they were his. So when I was growing up, like, we had CDs at my house that had, like, his bloody thumbprint on oh, them wow. that we would just play. <laughs> like, we just <laughs> no, listened to those CDs. Sucks. Isn't that so weird? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't want to cross that guy, you know? Like... <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, this was—he was already dead. Oh, like these were oh, ones that my mom ooh. had after he died. Yeah. That we just had I'd maybe these CDs. Wipe those off. <laughs> There's your paranoid part of that, you know. <laughs> man, oh man. It used to trip me up when I was a kid because people would tell me I was a lot like my uncle Jojo, and I was like, "Am I gonna go like crazy? <laughs> so what are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying That's to me right great. now?" Uh, I think they were trying to be complimentary because he was like. It did well in school, but yeah, it definitely freaked me out when I was a kid. Yeah. Apparently, he also used to like. My mom said when they were kids, she used to tell me like all the things that now we know are like terrible and you shouldn't do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but he used to break open their mercury thermometers and just play with the mercury. <laughs> I have you ever played <laughs> with mercury? No, oh, I, I haven't because have. it's super toxic, isn't it? Like, yeah, you, you shouldn't do it, right? But. Like yes. I, I don't know if I ever touched it with my hands. Um, we I had one that went I've bad and like broke. Gloves. We had a couple that broke on the floor, so we would get the mercury up in a plate and like, put like, move it around and stuff. But yeah, it's not great to have. It's not gonna like burn your skin or like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what one expo like small exposure of mercury is gonna do. Um, yeah, there was because because when they like they I don't know if they compensated mercury or something but there was somebody i was talking to that their physics professor had a jar of mercury and and would um like pour it on the desk which is really cool like a, like <laughs> that is a cool giant, but also yeah cool. also giving everybody cancer so so maybe not do that but uh, yeah yeah but they uh yeah mercury's cool because it's got that really what is it? It's boiling point is really low. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Yeah. So it so it's in that liquid phase. Yeah, but it's like that cool. Like it'll be solid out of like if you if you don't touch it it's solid, then like you poke it with your finger and it like melts or whatever. I don't think cool. no. Pretty I think cool, it's pretty liquidy. Right? Like it it's very liquidy. Is it very liquidy? Yeah. It's like I thought it was one that like no. It's not a um. What am I thinking? You're thinking of, of um, just a uh, Newtonian fluid. Is what you're thinking of, right? Where it's like a solid. I, that I know that that I know that like cornstarch and water crap, the Newtonian fluid. But I swear I was thinking that mercury was. No, it's like pretty much a liquid. No, 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 because it wouldn't work as a thermometer if it wasn't always a liquid. I can't remember what I was trying to think of. Ga- yes, Gadolinium, maybe, or galenium. You know what I'm talking about? Could be. It's something with a G. Yeah, there's like a block. It's like yeah. I think I'm looking at a picture of it because I searched. I've got like that. 
Either way, this is people don't want to talk about science. No, people want to hear my hear me search in silence. Well, they the do. <laughs> they do. You know what? You're right. I think what is while we're talking about elements, doesn't tungsten have the highest boiling point of all metals? Does it really? I believe so. You know where I learned that? Family Guy. I did. Yes. It was Family Guy. <laughs> so. Brian says it randomly in an episode. I don't Great. remember which one, but I know that he says that. That's amazing. Tungsten or Wolfram, as it is. I think it's a German one that named it. So it's actually called Wolfram, which Wolfram is why its symbol is w, w on the uh, table. It, boom! It's gallium. Gallium is gallium? the metal that boom. melts in your hand. Yep, that's the what I was thinking of then, I guess. Got it confused confounded okay um well kyle let's get back on topic here um because okay uh who's it, who it whitmore says that hellstrom called him recently trying to buy the spear and kept mentioning ragnarok right mm -hmm. probably a good thing that he didn't sell him that spear yeah. <laughs> uh, i probably would have like destroyed the spear at that point if it were me <laughs> yeah just what do I know? Uh, Milo realizes that the spear is actually an Atlantean weapon of great power called Nocknir. Cool. So, Nocknir. Yeah. That's what I, when when uh, I'm close to the door and it's really loud, it's because someone Nocknir'd. Mm. Nice. Mm. Uh, <laughs> they head to the island to find Hellstrom and to stop Ragnarok, right? Yeah. Uh, and while they're flying... In they spot Hellstrom's castle, Asgard, magically floating in the air like one of the holy mountains from uh, Avatar. Looks cool. The yeah, blue sure. one, not the not the cool the one. The blue one, yeah. 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 Um, and as they approach it, it looks like they're going to crash into a mountain, and uh, Audrey is like, there's no way we're going to crash into that mountain, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> and then the mountain stands up. Not good. And it's a frost giant. Yeah. This is very appropriate since you and I were talking about Loki recently. This is all very, I mean, it's it's the same Norse myth, right? This is all very yeah. uh, Loki stuff going on. Yeah, Cash um, was like, it's the it's the frost giant, like like in in Frozen, in Frozen. Perfect. Yeah. Yes, also like in Frozen. Um, well, this giant frost monster shoots an icy blast at their plane and forces them to crash land in the snow. Um, and then he finds their crash site and he freezes them too. He's They're like, all, all right, frozen and caught. I think it's so. I think it's a it's an Atlantis mantra, right? That their original vehicle gets destroyed, and they yes. like immediately in the first movie, their giant, really cool looking sub just gets destroyed by the Leviathan. And then I think in each one of these, like their initial like vehicle, yeah, their ship gets destroyed in the first yep. one, so they have to, and their yeah, truck and then... gets destroyed, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, there's not much of a vehicle in the mm -hmm. in the Southwest one, but it seems to be their mantra: is their they their first vehicle just gets destroyed, whatever they're in. Yeah, well, you know, psh, they must have great insurance. Yeah, uh, they're not that worried about it. Um, well, they get brought to Hellstrom, who unfreezes them all, and uh, they try to reason with him, but he thinks Milo is Loki, and he attacks them. 
Um, and then Kida almost gets the spear because he becomes convinced that she is his daughter, Brunhilde. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, after, like, she grabs the spear away from him, and then his dogs knock her out before she can get away, and Halstrom gets the spear back, and he uses it to, like, blow out the floor, which sends the others careening into a free fall down the mountain. Um, but they grab a ledge right before they're going to die, and they task Mole with digging them back up. Once again, Mole, the MVP of the group. Yes. The most valuable player. <laughs> Good. Uh, <laughs> Kita wakes in the castle, um, and now she is dressed to look like Brunhilde. Um, and she is disheartened when she hears from Odin slash Hellstrom that her friends have been killed, Kyle. Oh, big sad. But but she immediately spots Mole peeking up through a stone tile in the ground and realizes that they're all fine. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, in her mind, maybe only maybe Mole's only Mole made it. But he gives her like a yeah. thumbs up, right? He I guess he I would be so, that yeah. you wouldn't be able to trust a thumbs up from Mole. Like, no, what, what does that, that mean for Mole? Probably means like, something mean perverted, anything. you know? <laughs> yeah, it does. I, it, or it could just mean like this dirt is delicious. Yes, like, for sure. Because he like licks pots and stuff, and yeah, he's yeah. strange guy. But Kita, I'm like, is she like what? If, what happens if she dies here? What happens to the people at Atlantis? Like, do they know? Probably not. I guess they just never. know. They just never know. She's just gone and forever. And they don't die of old age, right? Like their crystal keeps them right. alive. So I guess or they're immortal. So, Milo doesn't have one yeah. of those, does he? Um, I don't think he did, but maybe when they're living in the city, the giant crystal is enough to like keep them all going. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I guess they would just probably wait like a thousand years for her to come back and slip into decay. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's all I can think. What a bummer. But she's not going to die, Kyle. Come on. Nah. She's fine. Uh, well, she leaves the room because that'll give the others a chance to get back up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, once they get back in, they spot Hellstrom using the spear to fly Kida to a nearby volcano. (laughs) Okay. Um, and then they decide to pursue him by sledding down the mountain on a wooden door that they blew off its hinges. Um, they're briefly chased by the frost giant, but they blow its leg off so it can't follow them, uh, until it regrows it. Um... In the mountain, Kida tries to talk sense into Hellstrom, but he is beyond reason. He uses the the spear um, to summon the great fire demon Surtur, right? Mm-hmm. And honestly, I thought Surtur would be bigger. <laughs> and my immediate thought was, I don't think this monster could destroy the world. You right. know, I think he could maybe wipe out like half a city. It would take him a long before... time because he's going to walk the whole way. <laughs> Yeah, and he we see that he can be hurt by like snow and water. Yeah, so I feel like we'd be able to stop him pretty easily. Would, yeah, I think Both we'd beat of these him. Monsters, even right? even nineteen fifteen humanity, I think, would take him out pretty easily. That's what um, you initially think, but then they show their real power, what they're actually trying to do. Aha! Um, it's really lame. I took note. It's really lame because they all start like fighting Hellstrom at this point, mm-hmm. and Surter's just like standing there because. 
whoever animated this didn't yeah. think of what to do with uh, him. He's just so Surtur's just like kind of crouched in the background doing nothing. Why didn't they it's fight like, before? Okay. He, yeah, it, it doesn't. I, I know they should have fought, and he should have like summoned Surtur at the last second as they were about to like beat him or something. Um, yeah, but Milo wrestles the spear away from Hellstrom, and then Surtur picks it up for himself, and he makes his way to the surface. Um, where him and the frost giant joined forces. And I didn't notice the spear growing, but it must they must have shown it grow, right? I don't remember it growing, no. Because now it's their size. Yes. Like, they're each holding it, which was confusing to me. Um, and they're like, how are we going to stop them? They start shooting, like, a blast of fire magic into the air and a blast of ice magic into the ground. Mm-hmm. And apparently that's going to, like kill everybody someone reads a prophecy Um, that they're gonna make the skies of fire and the land of ice yes and you're just like okay odin's whole plan is like he's gonna rebuild this and it's like bro where are you gonna live like what is your thought process for what you are going to do when this he just wants to bring about ragnarok it's his maybe it's his glorious purpose no he says he'll do ragnarok and then remake the world like in his image Uh, so he has to have a step two to this plan he's gonna Uh, die (laughs) he's definitely gonna die (laughs) but luckily these monsters are incredibly easy to beat. yes Um, (laughs) they just all they do vinny vinny uses dynamite to get snow on surter and then like blast some lava out of out of the ground. I love his I love his line giant. before this though. He goes, "So Milo, you you got a plan?" And they just looked at each other, look at each other, and he's like, oh, "I just thought yeah. I'd ask," because he's just like, "You got you got a plan for this?" Because it looks pretty grim. These a pretty giant dire. frost monster yes. and a giant lava monster. Like we're not gonna do anything. And then somehow they rig up these massive dynamite like bombs underneath the ground so that the lava will yes. burst up through. I don't know how they set yep. that up super fast. Well, mole probably just dug down. No True. problem. Yeah. Isn't Classic mole. Mole's the guy. <laughs> In the, uh, so they get lava on them and then Is the two the monsters part of Ragnarok like start... when the Hulk bur- bursts through too and starts fighting. Yeah. This is when Hulk shows up. I love Thor and... Ragnarok. It's great. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good movie. I, uh, my only part I don't like is that they kill off so many of the Asgardian people that I would like to be in more of the movies. Like, you mean like all of the Thor's immediate homeboys? next scene in the next movie, which is Infinity War, where they all die? Is that what you're well, talking about? Only, you want more of them okay, to die well, then? No, only <laughs> half of them die in that scene. Okay. Oh, true. Uh, well, well, no, he like mur- You're talking about. When they're on the no, ship, no, no. he like so, murders all the Asgardians, yeah. right? We think he does, but I think there's some line where they mention that like half of them got jettisoned out or whatever because he was only they form new Asgard. Yeah, they form new Asgard on Earth. That's true. still. So I think it is that when Thanos showed up, he only killed like half of the Asgardians on that because he didn't want to. He didn't want to kill ha- like the whole population of of one population. Yes. He's a good guy. He wanted to keep half. He's he's. A bad guy who's got some uh, attempts at justification for his badness. <laughs> He's very evil. He is. That's, that's the it. thing. People are always like <laughs> trying to point to a flaw in Thanos' logic where they're like, why didn't he just use the gauntlet to double the resources? And it's like, because he's fucking evil. <laughs> he wants to kill people. What do you he mean, you idiots? Murder. Like. 
he's not actually doing this because he's noble. He is bad, yeah. and he wants to be the one who punishes all of like because he was the he universe. was ridiculed the one that one time yeah, for his. Like, he still had the psycho plan before. Yes, he's not good. There's something wrong. No, he's very much not good. It's not his intention to like help everybody and be a good guy. He wants people to suffer. Probably in his mind, that suffering will lead them to learn a better lesson in the long run. But he also still enjoys it, clearly, no matter what he says. Yeah. Um, either way, forget about Thanos, uh, because the real Ragnarok's happening here, baby. Yeah. The Surtur and the Frost Giant start fighting. They drop the spear, which shrinks back down to human size. Kita grabs it and then she uses it to float the Asgard castle above them and just crush them and they're they're dead. That's it. Which is more proof that humanity would have had no problem. Yeah, this them. ragtag like, group of of heroes. Yeah, like one castle, it. one big <laughs> castle landing on yeah. them killed them. Like we got if we dropped a that. bomb on yeah, them, yeah, they'd be fucking dead. That's it. It's over. <laughs> um, and then, it would have been harder if the whole Earth became fire in the sky and frost on the ground yeah yeah that's their advantage is they start terraforming the planet before we realize what's going on mm-hmm. um well then kyle kita takes the spear and everybody back to atlantis and summons all her people around and they attempt to find some cohesion in these random stories <laughs> where kita has learned that mankind can learn from their power and won't just abuse it even though Everything we saw was men abusing mystical power. <laughs> so her lesson is completely backwards. Yep. It's, um, oh, look. Men abusing power. Well, yeah. time to give it to them. Yes. Yeah, so she uses the spear's magic to, like, supercharge the crystal above the city and then float Atlantis back to the surface world. Um, there's a funny part to me where a little girl comes up to her and is like, what's that light? And she's talking about the sun, but the little girl is clearly also voiced by the person who voices Kida. Um, <laughs> I didn't Cree Summer. That. Like they're the same voice, just slightly higher pitched. <laughs> and I just thought great. it was very funny that the only, like one of the only other female characters is just the same voice actress. Um, and then Whitmore as the narrator says, the world was never the same after that day. It was much, much better. The end. The end. <laughs> the end. <sighs> Woohoo! Keepers. Hey, you know what? What of the? Thing. I was yeah. trying to remember something. Um, mm-hmm. There was this mm-hmm. really good restaurant. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you might be able to help me with this. It like served okay. some really good food, like some seafood, like kind of like surf and turf stuff. Uh, some uh-huh, like uh-huh, um, mm-hmm, it was more mm-hmm. like rare seafood type things. So it was like gotcha. it was like swordfish and like shark. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was really good. Yep. I can't remember the name of the restaurant. Do you remember the name? I uh, you know, I don't think I remember the name of this restaurant. Oh, either, you Kyle. know what? It was Atlantis. Mm. That was the name of the restaurant. It was super good, and I tried looking it up a couple weeks ago. But guess mm-hmm. what? You'll never guess. Oh, what happened, Kyle? It's it, it went out of business. Oh, it went under. It did. Oh my gosh. Hold for laughs. Hold for laughs. <laughs> that was my cold open that you missed out on when we were trying when we were 
<laughs> that was what my cold open Can't was believe be. we missed out. Wow. So I decided that, I, it had to be a cold close. I like it. It was a hot close, Kyle, a- <laughs> all right? I was the frost giant opening this, and you were Surtur coming in hot at the end with that fire that you just spit into everyone's ears. Um, well, okay. So best performer, Kyle? Who do you got? <laughs> well, we, we mentioned the the MVP, which is Moliere. He's not my best performer, but he, we we should mention again that he is the MVP of these these series. He's the true hero. You know, the guy who voices him even kind of looks like him a little Does bit he when really? I look at his picture. He's got, like, tiny eyes and, like, a larger nose, it looks like. He's, like, squinting in this picture that I'm looking at. Corey Burton is his name. Okay, yeah. I looked up a lot of these um, voice actors for this, and I really mm-hmm. didn't know a ton of them, but a lot of them had, like, 200 credits. You know, they've been in tons of animated things. Um, yeah. So, anyways, my best performer, you know, I got to give it. I got to give it to, as a, as a doctor myself, I got to give it to the doctor. Dr. Sweet. Really? Yeah. And you, my reason for that. Phil Morris. Phil Morris. Okay. I Whenever he's there, whenever he speaks, I'm just like, I love that character. I love that guy. You know, I, I there wasn't anybody else who I was super excited about giving the best performer to. But it, I, I love the way that his character at Dr. Sweet, I just trust the guy. He's a DO like me. He's not an MD. He's Ugh. a DO because he does what? the back cracking stuff. You know what I was going to say, Kyle, is uh, I felt myself inherently not trusting and not liking Dr. Sweet, <laughs> and that's probably why, because he's not a real doctor. He's yes. not a medical doctor. Oh, he's he's a, he's a doctor of osteopathic medicine, <laughs> which is <laughs> a real Sounds like doctor. witchcraft. Sounds like some Atlantean uh, voodoo mumbo jumbo. It's a doctor plus. Uh, it's a doctor plus witchcraft. <laughs> no, doctor plus, I, plus physical therapy slash chiropractic stuff. But yeah, he right. he does the the back cracking. I'm like, he's a do. He's getting my yeah. Phil Morris. I think he. I just I liked his performance. It's good. All right. So. I will say, I actually specifically remember not liking Phil Morris in this. Oh really? I'm sorry to say, <laughs> yeah. I really was in not in a good mood watching this movie, and I didn't really like anyone. I genuinely don't think there was a performer that stood out to me. I must say, so I have decided to give mine to John Mahoney as Preston B. Whitmore, but with an asterisk that it's really one of those like Lifetime Achievement Awards that you get sometimes at the Ah, Oscars when it wasn't really your best performance, but it's like, it wasn't a great year, so they just say, well, this guy, he's been a lot of stuff, he's earned it, let's give it to him. So it's one of those, you know, maybe contentious, but uh, John Mahoney, you get mine. What do they get, Kyle? Oh, gosh. Uh... Uh... They uh, get a crystal immortality. Yeah, a crystal. I <laughs> yeah, I guess crystals are everything uh, in this. Everything's a crystal in this uh, blue glowy crystal. It'd be kind of cool to have one of those crystals that glow. It'd be a fun prop for like a cosplay. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be easy to make. Um, you just put an LED light in the little holder. Yeah, you'd get some resin and put a light in it, and you're done. Um, well, Kyle, uh, uh, final thoughts on this film. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. What's your? Give me your All final right. thoughts. My final thought: bad, boring. <laughs> um, I have zero tolerance for these multi-episode movies at this point. <laughs> the animation is predictably not very good compared to the first one. Um, of the lighting is just so much less impressive. All the really cool shadows and ambient lighting effects that there were in the first movie are obviously not present for this. TV show. 
Um, I thought a lot of the moving objects, like the moving vehicles when she's flying on them, looked like bad keyframe animation, like I can do in Premiere by just saying start here, end here, and there's no actual like velocity or real motion to it. Um, the stories are not that cohesive. They try, but the linking morals don't really work for me, the overall story they're going for with Kida. And there's no, like, not even, like, fun morals in each episode, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. there's not even, like, a, this is the episode where we learn not to do this not, or anything. It's not a moral-based show. They just no. want to do, like, some cool mythic stuff. It's just, yeah. Yes. But usually anything has some sort of theme or moral, and I don't really know what they're going for with these ones in each episode. Yeah, like nothing. Um Nothing. Yeah. Um, I thought the voice acting, like I said before, sounded pretty muted compared to the first one. Low energy. Um, I gave this movie half a magic crystal piece out of five. I did not enjoy my time with Atlantis Milo's return. Yeah. I I give it I gave it I give it a one out of five crystals. Um I it's it's obviously three episodes put in a movie. I thought that the episodes at least I don't know, they floated together for me. It, was a little bit it's more It's certainly better than but... like than than Tarzan and Jane where it's just fucking Stories. Pandor and Turk being yeah. like I don't know about that. Remember last time? Yeah. You know, like at it's least it's than that. in order. Like they're going from one thing to the next versus yes. like random points in time. Um yeah. the ending made me like think, man, you really could do like an actual sequel to this, which they should yeah. and they should call it Shards of Chaos. They absolutely should. <laughs> oh my gosh! I just realized. Remember, remember in the beginning of this, but before maybe before we started. Yes, it was before we started, and I said, "Oh, I got to write down this joke so I don't forget it." Oh my gosh! Guess what? I forgot that joke to say. You it. Forgot the joke. It's worth Did it. You... It's worth it. Do you it? think? Okay. I'll. Pre do you think no. at the end when that volcano was erupting, do you think its stomach was upset and it just needed some Mylantis? <laughs> I don't know what Mylantis is. <laughs> Mylanta, it's like uh, oh Mylanta, you know, it, it it helps your upset I've stomach. Heard the I've heard the expression Mylanta, oh, my but I didn't yeah. know that it was a no. It's from the. It's from um, I forget what movie it's from because I've never seen um, it, but. I'm too uneducated. Was it ever in a Family Guy episode? Because that's the only way I know it. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing you know. <laughs> yeah, Mylanta is a, a thing that you can buy for your reflux. Um, my, yeah, it, we're spending way All too right. much time on this one joke. They got it at home. They got it. They're they're laughing. Yeah. Um, Ashley got it. She's laughing. It's just yeah. Ashley. <laughs> it's just Ashley. Uh. <laughs> yeah, she's the nursing student, so she's she's got it. Um perfect i want shards yeah, of chaos that's what i want i want shards of chaos not this one out of five crystals there it is boom and we have the most important review of course Ooh. is cash who could review. it be cash's corner let me pull it up all right buddy what movie did we just watch amazing no Good, good job. Did you like it? You did? Yeah. What score would you give it out of five? Three. A three? Okay. <laughs> what was your favorite part of the movie? Um, the snow monster. 
monster. Yeah, the snow monster. What did you tell me when we were watching it? Um, I, uh, I mean, my favorite part wasn't the snow monster. It was the hot lava monster. Oh, the hot lava monster. Good. Yeah, because it had a really giant black face. Yes, it did. There it is. All right. He <laughs> likes. You tried to. You tried to coach him into liking the snow monster, but really. Yeah, he liked you like the lava, the lava monster. monster. I, he said he liked the snow monster before, so I was surprised. He, he swerved. He swerved. He liked the lava monster, and he likes blackface apparently. So, yikes! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I'm glad that he had that surprise lava monster in his pocket because you did blow his anecdote about it uh, looking like the frozen one earlier, and I was worried, you know mm-hmm. that. We weren't going to have any surprises in Cash's Corner. Oh, yeah. He, no, I knew it was going to be zags. You expect the zig, and he zags. You can't, you can't, ever, you don't know what to expect. Yeah. You don't know. Well, Kyle, now that we've gotten Cash's thoughts, should we play a game? Let's do it. Perfect. Now, Kyle, Atlantis is all about travel and adventure, right? Yeah. So I've cooked up some travel brochure information for various other fictional cities. And it's your job to determine which cities I'm talking about. We're playing Fauchers colon travel destinations. (laughs) Good. Can you ask me if I want to play again? Yes. Uh, Kyle, do you want to play a game? Brochure. (laughs) Fauchers. Brochure. Yes. Brochure? Yeah, bro, sure. I'll oh, play a bro, game. Sure. Bro, sure. Oh, bro, sure, yeah. for sure. Let's play <laughs> faux sure, colon, travel destinations. Um, this is a terrible, stupid game where I just wrote some fake, you know, travel paragraphs about different cities. Good, I good, think it would good, good, be pretty easy for you. All right. be pretty well, easy. That's, All right. Let, we say that every time, so. That's true. Okay, well, we'll start with any, we'll start with the first one, which I think is fairly easy. All right. Okay. Don't be fooled by its initial humble appearance. This is one of the world's best-kept secrets. Cloaked in secrecy until recently, this futuristic nation blends tribal culture and groundbreaking technology together for a truly one-of-a-kind vacation experience. Our absolutely state-of-the-art maglev train is sure to impress and offer thrilling glimpses into our unique mining operation. If you don't like your vibe brainy, um, perhaps you could play a visit to our mountain neighbors, the Jabari, for a glimpse of life without modern advances. Make it back before dinner, though, because one bite of our local heart-shaped herbs will have you shouting about this vacation spot forever. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. That's right. Way to go. Did you like my Ooh. vibe brainy um? <laughs> it took me that long to get it. I was pretty proud of that one. That's where I got <laughs> I was it. pretty proud of that one when I wrote it. Uh, <laughs> all right. You're one for one, Kyle. You're Boom. doing great. Look at that. Boom. All right. <clears throat> Moving on. Add some color to your dull gray life with a visit to this wonderful city. Your friends will be green with envy after seeing photos of our amazing architecture. It's not all about grandeur, though. Our hand-laid brick roads have a humble charm, and they make navigation straightforward for all new visitors. Your family and friends will love frolicking and napping in the flowers after a day at the orchard watching the trees pick themselves. Do you know what it is yet, Kyle? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew when you said green. We're going to Oz, baby. That's right. The Emerald City. I had one last line. 
their tagline, forget about home, there's no place like here. But I figured you wouldn't need that. Um, <laughs> it was too easy. Okay. All right. You're doing good. Two for two, I Kyle. felt like I was smart on that one, that I got it when you said green, because there wasn't much clues before then. So that one actually That's felt, true. I never feel smart with these, but. There we go. You should never feel smart for guessing something that I wrote <laughs> while sitting on the couch at like 12 o'clock at night, you know, half awake. Um, all right, Kyle. Well, here's another one for you. Feeling like your days in the office drag on without a moment's peace? Ditch your suit and tie for some heavy furs and take a trip especially catered to those who enjoy roughing it. Conveniently located just 12 days north of Hopeless, this island village guarantees a secluded getaway from your busy life. Whether you enjoy sailing through the sky or sea, our island activities package is sure to please. Don't let the freezing cold weather give you a moment's pause, though. Our unique wildlife ensures that a fire is only ever a moment away. Uh, it's some, some with dogs, animals. Hmm. You think dogs? I don't know. I said roughing it. I said pause. I, I did say roughing it, and I did say pause. I don't know. He doesn't know. Well, Kyle... Are you familiar with a series called How to Train Your Dragon? Oh, there Are it is. Are you familiar with the island of Burke, no. which is located just 12 days north of Hopeless? Well, there it is. Huh? There it is. I, I did thought you were going really try to dogs. <laughs> really though. No, I really tried to emphasize the office drag on. Um, <laughs> you would put that together. Good. Uh, but you did, you know, you can't have a perfect I game. I can't have a perfect it's, game. It's fine. Okay, Kyle. I think I have, I'm leaving something up for the, uh, for the, for the Twitter people. For the yeah. Listeners. You're leaving up for the listeners to yell. They want you to fail. They do. All right. Well, this one, I think you're going to get. If cold isn't your thing, then don't worry because this settlement at the base of a volcano is anything but. Some might call the fact that there are no flights in BS, but that just makes us all the more appealing to hiking enthusiasts. Unfortunately, the gates are currently sealed, so simply walking in isn't an option. Just grab some climbing gear, a close friend, and spider repellent, and you'll find getting there and back again is no problem. Just give us a ring ahead of time so we can keep an eye out for you. <laughs> is it a specific city in middle earth that i'm supposed to be saying it is a specific place in middle earth is it where one cannot simply walk into (laughs) (laughs) good that's great good job kyle good job all right so far well i guess you're you've gotten over half of them so what do you win um i guess now you get to live forever, but you also don't age. Had you failed, you would have lived forever, but you would have continued wow, to that's age. Wow, that's, that's a pretty good gift, I guess. I would have just settled yeah. for like visiting Atlantis now that's on the surface, you know? I, I If you visit Atlantis, though, don't you live forever, too, with the giant crystal or whatever? I, really I don't, wanna, I don't, don't need don't... to live there. I would rather just right. visit. You just want to pop in I don't for think, a busy? I really don't think Atlantis is going to last on the surface now. Like I, I do think war is going to break out. Like There's just no way that it's not going to yeah, cause I, huge problems. I worry greatly for the people of Atlantis. So, As we all do. All right. Well, Kyle, one more left. 
A typical American town might seem like small potatoes compared to these other grand vacation spots, but don't be fooled. This city is filled to the brim with characters and adventure. Heck, a family could spend 30 years here and never run out of stories. Our local nuclear power plant facility may seem a bit daunting to outsiders, but have no worries. The top minds of the town help ensure that it's providing nothing but the cleanest energy to our many charming local businesses. Take the family to the Bolorama and enjoy a refreshing pit stop at the Quickie Mart after. Or, if you're looking to unwind away from the kids, then slip on over to the local tavern and meet some of the town's most memorable men. In the morning, everyone can make their way to Lard Lads to, to enjoy a delicious donut. Mmm. I know Bolorama. What is that? Do you read, mm. Can you see the first, like, three lines again? First three lines. A typical American town might seem like small com potatoes compared to these other grand vacation spots, but don't be fooled. This city is filled to the brim with characters and adventure. A family could spend 30 years here and never run out of stories. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. Is that a pass? A pass. I'm talking about the home of the Simpsons, Springfield itself. Oh, Kyle. Yep. I've seen like two episodes I of thought, Simpsons. I thought maybe the 30 years without running out of stories would be the thing that would tip it since nah, the Simpsons yeah. been on for like I, 30 I, years. I, but it, My mind did not. That was... Yeah, I get it. Listen, you needed to say I something obvious. To be clear, like everybody fault, is yellow. The funny thing is, <laughs> Celia said this one was too obvious oh, compared yeah, to the no, others. I don't know anything about because I mentioned landmarks and I said to her, "But Kyle's not going to know those landmarks by name." Yes, like, so true. So I recognize Bolorama. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you would think Quickie Mart would be the most famous one. I would. I that's why I didn't, didn't mention that Moe's. That if I had said Moe's Tavern, would you have known then? No. Okay, well, nope. wow. I didn't mention that because I thought that was like the giveaway would be Moe's. Now, the only places. episode of, of The Simpsons I've seen is the one where he like works from home and gets super obese. So it's like one that he doesn't even leave the house. It's like the one episode. That must be a later one. Um, we're going to have to watch The Simpsons, Kyle, because <laughs> Simpsons rules. It is on Disney+. Uh, Plus. It is. The first like whatever like 10 to 12 seasons of the simpsons are gold yeah definitely worth I've, watching. i mean i I've, love the, yeah i always watch the treehouse of horror episodes like around halloween time i just pop those on and just watch through them all i love them nice um, well that is it for this game kyle we've done it. it you have you've guessed the nations Woo! good job i did it um hey to wrap well, that, up that, the, wrap up this yes? episode i wanted to suggest something Okay. You know how we are the made for TV podcast, we review movies, right? Yes. What if instead of doing movies, we just did three episodes at a time of yeah, of <laughs> these cartoon series and just did that for the rest of 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 our podcasting? If we ever make a Patreon, we're just going to do that. We're going to do TV shows, <laughs> but just pick three episodes from them and treat them as if they're a movie. Uh, and I'll kill God. myself. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sold, folks. But Kyle, uh, that's enough about these bad, bad TV show wannabe movies. We've got a real piece of American cinema Woo. coming up next week. Or as it's known to us, two days from now when we record <laughs> again or whatever. Uh, um, Stitch the movie. 
the first of three Lilo and Stitch sequels we will cover on this podcast. Woo! Woo! Should we go ahead and watch the trailer for Let's it? Let's do it. Coming soon on video and DVD. Premiering on Disney DVD and video this summer. You mean there are more besides Stitch? Well, Stitch is number 626. These must be the other 625. An all-new movie. We've got to search the entire island for genetic experiments. The adventure continues. Let's rock, baby. With Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> two heroes. You had coffee today, didn't you? Who'll do anything. Yeah. Nobody gets left behind. For family. This summer, Stitch is back with his new family. Aloha, cousin. Stitch the movie. We're all one happy old Who wants to slice the pineapple? What is that <laughs> Premiering on Disney DVD and video August 26th. Nice. August 26th of. Yeah. Good. Whoa. That's Carrie's birthday, August 26th. Ah. Wonder how nice. old she was. Well, you should know when your wife was 11. born, so she it shouldn't 11. be that hard. <laughs> it says 2003. I didn't know what year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kyle heard me groaning a lot during that. I'm a pretty big uh, Lilo and Stitch fan, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm not particularly excited to see it in a... I don't want to assume, but probably lesser form uh, <laughs> than the original. The backgrounds don't look quite as beautiful and watercolory as they do in the uh, in the first movie. But you know, hey, we'll talk about that next week, Kyle. It's going to be great, I bet. I'm looking forward to it. You're going to be running the show. Heck on yeah, it. I'm taking over. I'm taking the reins of this horse of this yeah. carriage in a real in a real stitch chaotic energy move. Yes. I'm taking Kyle's over. Kyle's taking over. The shards of chaos are finding the this podcast. The shards of chaos. <laughs> well, look forward to that next week, folks. But you think that you think you think we're all good for this week, Kyle? I think so. Well, then that'll do it for this week's episode of the Made for TV podcast. Let's pop out the tape and turn off the TV. If you're listening and you like what you hear, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. It means a lot to us. Please remember to follow us on social media at Made for TV Podcast. That's at Made, the number four TV podcast. Thank you to Chris Ratzabout for our theme song. Thank you to Maggie for our artwork. Until next time, I'm Scott. I'm Kyle. Goodbye.